Is the world out there just driving you crazy? Well, listen to something just a little bit less crazy. This is Mike Dell's World. Yeah, this is Mike Dell's World, and I don't remember what number it is, but uh, this is for Sunday, December 20th, 2020. Uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. And yeah, it's kind of late on a Sunday evening, but uh, I've been busy and productive. That's kind of not my norm. Uh, normally on Sunday, I do sort of rest, you know, hang out, do my uh, do my ham radio stuff in the morning, and then usually just hang out and watch movies or whatever. You know, doubt the weather is somewhat crappy, although it was a nice day today. So I. Uh, Let's see, what did I do today? So I got the uh, headlights mounted on the tractor and wired in, and they work really great. And then I went out and drove around the yard with the tractor uh, just to, I don't know, drive around with the tractor. And I go to pull it back into its spot in the garage. I back up, I go forward a little bit, and then I back up a little bit more to get it over a little further. And then when I pulled forward, rear wheels spun. I'm like, what's going on? Then I look at the front, and the uh, left front tire is turned hard to the left, and the right front tire is turned hard to the right. I said, oh, that's not good. <laughs> so such is life with a 50-year-old tractor. So anyway, I kind of got it back in the middle of the garage where I could uh, jack it up, see what's going on, and I had broke a tie rod end, you know, where the little ball, uh, socket and ball, uh, ball joint, I guess you'd call it, but uh, right on the end of the tie rod, and I broke one of those on the left side, and I was like, oh, shoot, where am I going to get one of those? And I thought about it, and I got two spare tractors in the backyard, so... I went and tried to pull it off the one that we had been using, and that one is just new enough. Uh, it's only, you know, it's later in 72, where the one I'm currently using is a 71, and the other old one I've got is an early 71. Well, anyway, I, I went to pull the uh, tie rod end off of the 72, and I couldn't get it to, or the newer 72, and I couldn't get it to come off. I futzed with it for probably half an hour anyway, enough to where I got fed up with it. And then I got to looking at it, and it's not the same. They changed just enough on that uh, later 72 model. You know, the John Deere's, the 110s, 112s, and all that, uh, they had, you know, two different versions, well, three different versions. There's the round fender version that uh, was, you know, from 64 to 67. And then in 68, they came out with the square fender ones. That's what I've got. And they made those all the way up through, I think, 73 before they switched to the 200 series, which were basically the same tractor with the different sheet metal. But one of the big differences between the pre-early 72 and the late 72 and later was they had, uh, uh, the early ones had 
clutch slash brake pedal. So you push halfway down, and that's the clutch. All the way down is the brake. And on the later one, the, the latest one that I have, a late 72, it has the clutch on one side and the brake on the other side, like most normal tractors. Well, anyway, they, it's not only that that's different. The, uh, the whole steering mechanism is slightly different. The way the front wheels mount on there is slightly different to the point where uh, they're not interchangeable. So I give up on that one. That one I'm going to get rid of because it doesn't have enough uh, parts that are standard to fit the one I'm using. So I'll just keep the old one, the one that Grandpa bought uh, back in 1970 or 69, uh, new. And uh, anyway, that's where I got the tie rod. So I took the tie rod off of that one and put it on the, the newer, or the one that I am using now, the new, new to me one. <laughs> You know, it's, it's a little confusing. And uh, got that swapped around and did all that before uh, before sunset, which was at 5.04. This being uh, the second to the uh, shortest day of the year. Tomorrow's the shortest day of the year, winter solstice. And after that, we start gaining. So we lose three seconds of uh, daylight tomorrow. And then uh, we start gaining. So that's a good thing. The sun starts heading north, and we're headed towards spring, even though winter is officially starting tomorrow. But anyway, that was my adventure in Tractorville, and uh, luckily I had the, the old one back there that had the uh, interchangeable parts. So I'm going to keep that one around. I think what I'm going to do this uh, spring is I'm going to take all the parts off of that one that I can, and... Uh, and get rid of the rest of it, and I'm going to get rid of the uh, the one that doesn't have any interchangeable parts, and I might look around for another one. Who knows? But I've actually been thinking about cars. I know. I talk about cars a lot, and I change my mind a lot. But I've been watching a lot of uh, YouTube channels uh, dedicated to restoring old cars. Of course, we have Haggerty insurance in town, which you know, Haggerty's very big in the classic car world, classic cars, classic boats, uh, mostly classic cars, but uh, they also do boats. And I was watching this channel called uh, Redline Rebuild uh, on Haggerty's channel. And you know, they did a well well first off, Haggerty did this really cool build of an of a Model A two-door coupe or two-door uh not coupe, a two-door sedan. Uh that's the one that uh you know it's all square in the back. Looks looks like what we would call a station wagon these days, or an SUV sort of body on it. And you know, it just has two doors but it has a really big back seat. But anyway, they built one of those at the Hershey Swap and Shop a couple of years ago. There's a classic car swap in Hershey, Pennsylvania every year. I guess they didn't have it this year, but in 2019, they built this Model A from everything that they found at the show. They got a frame from somewhere. They got a body from somewhere else and, you know, all the sheet metal and 
got an engine, a running engine and transmission from another place and just all the parts. And they completely built this car in seven days. And then they drove the car from Hershey, Pennsylvania to Traverse City, Michigan, <laughs> which was really cool. But uh, now they've been fixing it up even further on uh, Redline Rebuilds, and they did a complete engine. And the Model A has some pretty, uh, well, you know, nowadays it would be kind of weird, but uh, that engine is pretty low compression, and it doesn't have traditional bearings, you know, like on the crank and the piston rods and all that. They, they use what's called babbitting, which basically it's a, uh, it's a lead slash something else, something. I don't, I don't know all the details of it, but they pour the bearings in and then cut a groove in it for the oil. And that's how they do the bearings on those things. It was really interesting to watch. Look up a Red Line Rebuild Model A on YouTube, and uh, they do, they do a, a really cool uh, time lapse of all of what they did to rebuild that engine. But they put that engine in that... Uh, Model A in a week uh, challenge that they did at Hershey. And but what was funny about it is watching this and, you know, I guess I didn't realize that uh, where they were because they went down to a machine shop in Ohio and had the babbitting done and the piston rods done and the crank work done and got a high compression head and a you know, high compression. I think it's six to one or something. It's pretty low compression, even with a high compression head, but they did all this work and they had went down to Ohio. And then I knew they were in Michigan somewhere, but I didn't know where. And I'm watching uh, another video. Of, I don't know what he was doing, but uh, another video where he was moving from one shop to another in the same building, he just moved into a bigger space into the same in the same building. It's in an industrial park. And when they were sweeping around the parking lot, I noticed, boy, those storage units look really, really familiar. Hmm, I wonder. Well, we have a storage unit, uh, at least until spring, and then, uh, we'll be able to clean it out and get rid of it. But uh, we have a storage unit in a facility. It's about two miles from my house. I said, man, that looks a lot like that storage facility. And I'm watching some more videos, and uh, one of them, they got a delivery of, I think it was a Buick straight eight uh, block that they, they're rebuilding an old Buick with a straight eight cylinder in it. And they flashed on the uh, sign next to the door, and it had the uh, address. I forget what it was, but... Uh, I said, that looks familiar. So I went and looked and see if that address was actually here in my hometown in Traverse City, and it was. <laughs> so now I know where their shop is. So I'm looking forward to uh, maybe catching up with those guys uh, on that crew at some point. I mean, I'm not going to stalk them or anything, but I do know enough people that work over at Haggerty that uh, maybe I could get in there. So I'm thinking, I think I'm going to try to find a Model A. It's the uh, earliest car that is super simple. And, you know, I've always wanted like a mid-60s Chevy pickup truck or a Ford, something, you know, that's really simple. Well, this, uh, the Model A takes it all to a, a completely different level of simple. thing doesn't have a water pump. 
Uh, and they're fairly reliable even now. You know, the cars are 90 years old, 90 plus years old, built uh, 1929 through 1931. And so, you know, they're all pushing 90 years old now. But, you know, looking around in that world on, online, I see that uh, pretty much anything you want is available for the Model A. And the cars themselves, even a, you know, a reasonable driver is not overly expensive for a classic car. And, you know, there's three or four guys on there on, on uh, YouTube that have driven them daily. You know, they're daily drivers for them. And I think, man, that would be perfect. You know, they got mechanical brakes, so you don't have all this hydraulics to, to deal with. You got no fuel pump. It's all gravity feed. Uh, you know, it's just super, super simple. Oh, they go 60 miles an hour, top speed stock, which is fine with me. Uh, you know, I'm not talking about, this is going to be my uh, zip code car, or no, area code car. No, what do they call it? I think they call it a zip code car. <laughs> Daily driver, but I'm not going to take it on long road trips. Although, kind of my bucket list is to buy an old car like that and fly somewhere and drive it home. And there was this guy and his daughter uh, who live in L.A., who bought a Model A and flew out to wherever in Oklahoma. I don't know what city it was, but flew out to Oklahoma and drove the car back to L.A. So it can be done. So I'm going to be keeping my eye, eyes peeled for, for a, a driver-level Model A. I don't, want to, I don't want no restored one, and I don't want one that's been engine-swapped or Anything I want to completely stock Model A. And then, you know, over time, if I get one, you know, get it mechanically sound if it isn't already, which it should be pretty close, but, you know, get it mechanically sound. And then a couple modifications. You know, of course, I'll put seat belts in it if it doesn't already have them. They didn't come with seat belts back then, but I'll put, you know, at least lap belts in the thing. And, uh, and about the, you know, the only other mod I would think about is uh, an overdrive. You know, they've got these overdrive kits that they were selling even back then, but there's still companies out there that make them. And get an overdrive kit so that if you did want to go a little bit faster, you could. And, and you think, mechanical brakes, that doesn't sound like it'll work good. Well, they don't work as good as, you know, anti-lock disc brakes that everybody's got now. But decent you know good enough and as long as you keep them up keep them adjusted uh, there's another guy here in town that happens to work for Haggerty uh, if you look up 365 days of a that's uh, 365daysofa.com and this guy who works for Haggerty drove in 1930 I think uh, two door sedan model A he drove that for 365 days as his daily driver. And he even, you know, he, he travels for a living. And, you know, Haggerty's got a pretty big office in Chicago. He drove it to Chicago a couple of times. And he's been to Detroit with it a couple of times. And, you know, this was probably 10 years ago that he did this. And he still has it, I believe. And he still works for Haggerty. And uh, then there's another guy that uh, 
works for Haggerty. He's got a couple of old cars. He's got a Corvair and a Model A Coupe. Uh, one of the, uh, uh, you know, the ones that had the rumble seat or could have a rumble seat. I don't know if this guy has a rumble seat, but uh, it's one of those. And uh, so he works for Haggerty, and he does a video series uh, on on their channel as well, uh, where he's working on various little projects in his shop, and it's pretty cool. So I think uh, you know mechanically. Everything's available, and everything looks like it can be done in a very modest garage. And I think I'm think I'm going to start looking for one. Uh, hopefully, I won't get one during the winter. I've, I'll look, and if something pops up that's a, a really good deal, I may try to pick it up. But I'm hoping for spring, summer, and maybe a, a driver level car that I could you know fly somewhere and go pick it up and drive it home. I don't know. We'll see. That's just uh, what's been going on in my head lately. Uh, let's see. What else is going on? Uh, oh, happy Christmas week. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. All that good stuff. Uh, of course, I'll have another episode before the end of the year, but uh, not before Christmas, which is, uh, of course, this week. Uh, normal this year for us, uh, more or less normal. Uh I don't think everybody that normally comes to a Christmas Eve celebration is going to be there, but I've got a 93-year-old grandmother that uh, I think she's a little freaked out about it, so she may not come, but I don't know. I haven't haven't heard the, the final on that, but uh, Kathy and I are going to go out to my folks' place and do Christmas there and have dinner and... Uh, all that. We got some family members in uh, France and some family members in New Zealand uh, that live there. So we're going to do a, a, a big group Zoom call at uh, 7 in the evening, which will be you know, Christmas, late Christmas Day in New Zealand. And and uh, I don't know, what would that be? Kind of late in the evening on Christmas Eve in uh, France. But, uh, yeah, that'll be fun, I guess. Uh I, I'm not going to participate too much in the Zoom call other than I'm the only one that seems to use Zoom anyway. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll make it happen. Uh, so that's the, the plans. And then, of course, we're going to get up on uh, Christmas morning and uh, drive down to Grand Haven, drop the dogs off at my folks' place, and then uh, head down. And Kathy's going to drive down separate this time because she's going to stay down there uh, for uh, – week or so and then uh, she'll be coming back and I'll come back uh, on Boxing Day yes I do talk about Boxing Day <laughs> I do know it exists we don't really celebrate it here in the US but since it's on Saturday I'll celebrate it just the same so that'll be cool uh, although like I said it's uh, you know this whole COVID thing's been kind of weird or uh illustrious idiot governor has uh, done her three-week pause starting in the beginning of November and then extended it another 12 days and that was supposed to expire on uh, the 20th which I guess is still officially today so it was supposed to end today and then tomorrow we were supposed to be able to go to restaurants again ah, BS 
So now she's extended it to uh, January 15th. But she opened up everything else. So I don't know what she has against restaurants and people that work there. But uh, yuck. Uh, you know, I feel bad. Uh, my niece uh, works at an olive garden. And, uh, you know, luckily she's getting good uh, good unemployment. And uh, her employer is... Uh, you know, taking care of the, the uh, insurance and all that stuff, uh, even though they're laid off for COVID reasons. And the unemployment got extended and all that, so she'll be okay. But, geez, you know, it's it's just, what do they have against restaurants? Restaurants weren't even the problem, at least from what I understand. More of a problem was uh, at-home gatherings and whatnot, so... I don't know. I'm not going to go off on that too much here, but uh, I thought I'd mention it since it was on my mind. And, you know, it's not like a big deal. I don't I don't go out to restaurants all that often. But, you know, on Sunday mornings, n- normally we would do, uh, do the ham radio nets and then uh, meet somewhere at noon for what we called brunch. But it was usually breakfast or lunch, depending on where we went. And, you know, it was my folks and other friends from around the area. You know, usually six, seven of us. You know, not a huge, huge group or anything. We like to do that. And, you know, now it's been done for over a month or a month and a half. You know, whatever it is. It's crazy. You know, and then the... Poor people that own restaurants or work at restaurants. It's, you know, it's this whole class of businesses that are really taking it on the chin compared to, you know, the rest. You know, like, technically my life hasn't changed a whole lot other than lack of travel, as I talked about before. You know, of course, we're not going to conferences and I haven't been down to the office in Columbus in over a year. But for the most part, I'm doing my normal job. Uh, we're uh, doing normal business, uh, maybe a little little up uh, part of the year anyway, and uh, you know all's good. And you know, Kathy's not working anymore, so uh, everything's normal there. You know, so we've been lucky. You know, I, I'm very grateful that, you know, how it's worked out for me in particular because it's you know it's it's rough out there. You know, I know I, I have friends that drive for Uber for a living, and, you know, I'm sure that's way down than, it, you know, I haven't looked. I I've, I drove for Uber, you know, just for fun. Uh, and, uh, you know, I guess I'm still active. I, I suppose I might have to redo some paperwork or whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I gave up on doing it because, uh, you know, in the wintertime up here, it's, it's not much going on anyway, but... In the summer, it was, you know, gangbusters. You know, if I wanted to go, you know, blow six hours on a Saturday, you know, I could make 100, 150 bucks, uh, and even after paying for gas. So, you know, it was a great little side gig. But, you know, some people rely on that stuff, and uh, it's got to be down. You know, I don't know how, how that works. I know, you know, they were talking about it would work for, you know, getting unemployment and, and whatnot, uh, if you're self-employed or a gig worker. So I guess that's a good thing. So I don't know, anybody uh, out there listening to me? I, I know of one, uh, one listener that was uh, that's an Uber driver. 
or uh, Uber Lyft or both or all the above or, or whatever. I guess DoorDash, you could do pretty good with that these days. Uh, DoorDash or uh, Uber Eats. I thought about that. I, well, yeah, that might be fun to get out of the house and whatever. But the uh, thing that stops me on that is drinks. I don't want to haul drinks. They're a pain in the ass. Unless they got some good way of hauling them without them possibly spilling in the vehicle. You know, I I just, I don't want no part of that. I guess I got enough drink holders in the van. I could put, you know, one in each drink holder, but what a pain in the ass to deliver. I don't know. Anybody doing that? Let me know. Mike at MikeDell.com. So, anywho. Yeah, it's getting uh, a little past 11 p.m. here, so I better get this buttoned up and sent out so that it comes out on Sunday, officially. Normally, I would do it between the uh, ham radio nets in the morning, but this morning, I just didn't feel like it. Sometimes when you just don't feel like it, you don't want to put out a bad podcast, but then, you know, now that I've got all my accomplishments done for the day and Everything's uh, doing good. The tractor's back to uh, running condition uh, <laughs> with headlights. Uh, actually, it kind of looks pretty cool. Maybe I'll throw a picture of that in the show notes as well. And, uh, of course, you'll see, I think the picture that I got with the lights on uh, has the front wheel off. And <laughs> I was working on the tie rod. But, uh, yeah, so. Uh, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll throw that in the show notes over at MikeDell.com. And if you're using Overcast, you can click Show Images, and it'll show the images. But I don't know what other uh, apps actually uh, pick up the images from the feed. But we'll find out. And doing good with the uh, podcast help desk. Uh, first week of bi-weekly. And uh, got my uh, Wednesday and Saturday shows out. And... I think I did okay. And got another one on Wednesday, another one on Saturday. We're uh, keeping to a schedule. That's a good thing. My podcast improvement plan for 2021. Of course, uh, doing Podcast Insider with Todd. Uh, although this coming week, Todd will be in Hawaii and not available to record. So I'll probably just record a short thing and then I got a bunch of... Uh, Clips from our our uh, other team members at Blueberry. That'll be fun. And then Todd and I on New Year's Eve are going to do a retrospective year in podcasting. So we'll try to get that uh, out on the on the right day uh, before the end of the year. And so that should be interesting. We're just going to go over the big news stories of the year, some of the big stuff going on at Blueberry. And uh, maybe some predictions for 2021. I guess everybody's doing that, but uh, yeah, might as well jump on the bandwagon. By the way, this is episode 352. It's amazing. Uh, 350, 350, no, 353. Sorry about that. The last one was 352. This will be 353. It's amazing. You know, I've been doing this for coming up on 16 years, and you can see how inconsistent it is because. Other people that have been doing it that long, uh, Trucker Tom, I want to say he's uh, somewhere north of 22, 2300. 
Uh, Todd, uh, Geek News Central, he's coming up on, I think he's coming up on 1,800, 1,900, something like that. So he's he's up there. So it's pretty amazing. Uh, no Agenda with Adam Curry and John C. Dvorak. I, I think they're somewhere north of uh, 12 or 1,300 episodes, something like that. I don't pay attention to other people's numbers either, but... Uh, I kind of like to keep the tradition of the indie podcaster and number my episodes. So, and and that's probably not an accurate number because I put out little special things. And I don't know. At one point, I was able to call it in from my phone and do a little shorty episodes and stuff. And, and I went through a little phase there where I was doing it as an audio blog, which I don't know if got into the if those got into the numbering system. So. 353 is probably not completely accurate, but uh, close enough for government work. I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas uh, and all that good stuff. I don't know why uh, the Amazon talking tube behind me decided to uh, announce that it was playing something that I didn't hear from the Mac Mini. Oh, well. I gotta remember to turn off all the extraneous noise. I had a couple of ham radio interruptions in podcast help desk on Saturday. <laughs> I just left them in there. A little Morse code doesn't hurt anybody. So Anyway, have a good week. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Boxing Day. Whatever other holiday greeting. Yeah, I'm, I'm equal opportunity here. But... Uh, don't be offended if you don't celebrate Christmas. And I say Merry Christmas. Christmas is a day. It's the 25th of December. So have a happy 25th of December, <laughs> regardless of what you celebrate. Catch me next time.